Welcome to LMK How. I'm Lauren. I work in the PR space and love immersing my life with knowledge from mental health to wellness to beauty, along with all things trendy. I interview people from all different industries while also including solo episodes about the things that interest me. I'm stoked to have you here. Now let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. I'm joined today by my best friend, queen of my life, future maid of honor, duh, Emily Vahonsky. Hello. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> we're here. We're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. We are here today because we want to talk about mental health in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month which is the month of May, and here we are, (laughs) ready to talk about our mental health. As if we don't already, a lot. (laughs) As if we don't already. I'm like, mind you, this is a majority of our personal calls, (laughs) and also just keeping each other in check on the day-to-day, making sure we're checking in with each other. Mm Mm-hmm whether that's an actual text or just a funny post on Instagram. Yep. Or a FaceTime in the middle of the day crying. (laughs) Exactly. You know the sorts. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So in this episode, we want to talk about everything from therapy to crying on (laughs) FaceTime when your best friend lives on the other side of the country to finding a therapist and how to do that to exploring other tools that help us with our mental health such as my recent journey to starting acupuncture so (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um Lauren (laughs) when you think of mental health personally what first comes to mind for you (laughs) well um anxiety (laughs) first word second thing is like how someone can help themselves because it's about you helping you like you helping yourself yeah yeah I have anxiety so mental health is like ah (laughs) like I know I have a lot to work like on for my mental health and then it brings me to like I have to work on my anxiety and then I think of how a lot of people don't like to talk about their mental health you know if someone asks you how are you you're like obligated to say I'm fine because that's how we operate whereas like everybody struggles every day with stuff I think that's really interesting because I agree with you but at the same time feel a little bit differently Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, maybe I guess I I can just speak for myself personally, but when people ask me how I am, I try to not just say that I'm fine or go with that like, I'm good. mindset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not going to tell someone who I barely talk to mm-hmm. on, or even on a regular basis that I am feeling super down and this is why and X, Y, and Z, but... At the same time, finally getting on track to creating better habits and, I don't know, just a better way to get mental health resources, therapy, all of that stuff. I feel like every time 
I've been listening to a podcast or a YouTube channel more recently, I feel like I have been reoccurring, have been hearing a reoccurring advertisement for better health. And that just goes to show you that, like you said, everyone is dealing with something Mm -hmm. and people are recognizing this more often. So they're trying to create these resources in order for people to get the help, even if they have those obstacles of maybe not having insurance or the cost of therapy, whatever it Mm -hmm. is. Well, I think a lot too. I mean, I think of even just over the past year with like the pandemic, like I feel like people are sitting at home with the, you know, the issues that they carry or the, you know, the traumas that they carry. And before you're at work, you're outside, you're doing things, you're, you can be distracted. But when you're in a place, I think like, especially now with everybody being more or less like still, you know, staying at home, it's kind of the most like prevalent help that people are needing. And I think with that, everyone is in a common place more or less. Whereas before I think it was so scattered with like the, not the like approval of everyone to talk about it, but like the stigma has gone away more so because everyone's kind of feeling the same down feelings in a general sense and, and thinking of other options when you're stuck at home to get help. Um, so I think that's like good. And like, I, I agree with you too, like that, I see that so much. And I think it's really great because maybe if the pandemic didn't happen, nobody would be able to sit with their their stuff and and want to find a way to work through it but I think of like in college like probably when I should have like gone to like a group thing or like considered therapy I was like heck no like that's so embarrassing like there was shame in even the concept of anyone mentioning like maybe you could like talk to someone I'm like no I already have everybody I want to talk to about all this stuff not realizing then that you're just like emotionally like offloading or onloading or whatever onto all these other people and you're not really doing anything other than like getting it off of you and putting it onto other people whereas like now everyone's like they call like therapist counselors now I don't know if they're different but I feel like I've heard the term like my counselor has told me today and I'm like so we're not using the word therapist but everyone's like okay with talking about it have you heard that no I haven't heard about that that's interesting Hmm. I've seen a lot of TikToks with okay. people being like, so my counselor today told me that I should try this. So I'm sharing it with you. I agree with you when you said that you wish you would have been part of some kind of like group therapy or individualized therapy. Uh-huh. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think it's funny that you say that now because we both weren't in therapy, but one of the things that bonded us as best friends and that bonds us to this day is our ability to have really 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 long conversations where we both basically are being therapists for Mm -hmm. each other yeah well the first time I met you and that was before we were in therapy (laughs) before we had any of the tools any of the knowledge the experience the understanding yeah like the first conversation I remember having with you we just sat in like the dimly lit like living room of the house straight complete strangers talked about literally like things I've never shared with anyone like in the first like not even like months of knowing like a friend like anyone 
it's like here's my whole like life history and you're like here's my whole life history in like the first conversation I'm like who the hell is this girl (laughs) yeah no literally (laughs) and then it would move on to I'm anxious you're anxious what do we do with that energy me anxious like what do we do with that energy like like yeah just what are we doing we did a lot of cooking yeah and like a lot of spontaneous trips (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I mean we were in college yeah I mean there's nothing like and, and a lot of people still like in our age are in our age group are you know using that as a coping mechanism I don't think we necessarily well I think that like got me later but I mean it's easy to go out and forget your problems especially when you're in college and there's like 70 million different things you could be doing at all times you know exactly like something that's coming up for me is that I feel like it's crazy that college students aren't required to go to therapy or like honestly some kind of something yeah like a group therapy yeah it's like you think of like SDSU like if Kalpuli is still Kalpuli and they didn't change its name, it's like they had stuff. They had, like, you could go see someone there. But I don't think yeah, but it was anything. I don't know. Like you said, you, you felt ashamed. Right. Like, there's... And I don't know go if it's changed it, now yeah. in college, but though, since, like, everything's kind of shifted since we, like, graduated. But it's like they offer stuff, but, like, yeah, no one... Or I'm sure some people do. I don't know how any of it works because I never, you know, opted to to do that. But yeah, like there was shame for me in college to admit that there's like something that I need to work through and then go seek out someone and something. Um, and I don't know anyone in like our like personal like bubble that did like use the services in college, but you didn't, right? No, I'm like trying to think. I no, feel like I, I remember used... someone, but maybe not. Maybe I'm wanting to think that there's someone, but there wasn't. <laughs> I mean, we knew so many psychology majors. And yeah. I was part of my degree is in psychology. So LOL. Fits. <laughs> I, was, I was born to interview. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think also if the idea behind college was that you were actually going to to learn something educational and at the same time you're supposed to be learning how to become an adult time manage your finances all that other stuff I mean and you threw therapy into that and that was the stigma of like what college was about I don't even think stigma is the right word just like that was the that was stereotypical like experience or like yeah like that was what was normal Mm -hmm. not Versus that was what was normal versus partying, experimenting, substance abuse, Mm -hmm. all that type of stuff. Like if college was like, okay, like we know that you're here to study and obviously to get this degree, that's what you're here for and paying for. But no one is like, well, what about their mental health? Yeah. There's no requirement in our tuition that says that we need to see a counselor once right. a month or check in to make sure. Like we're doing I mean, okay. I think about, yeah, I think about some roommates that I had in the past who had in my in my in my point of view, I think they had clear 
alcoholism, drinking issues. Mm -hmm. And they would often go to the therapist on campus and like cry to them, tell whatever story they needed to get certain medication, whether that was for anxiety, depression, needing help with sleep. Mm -hmm. They would spin whatever tale they needed. They would get this medication and then they would be binge drinking all the time. Mm -hmm. They'd be mixing with alcohol going out. And it's like, yeah, they have these services, but one, students may feel ashamed. Two, they could go the other direction and abuse the system. Mm -hmm. And three, no one's actually getting any help for their mental health. Right. And then you think of the even stigma of not only just seeking help, but medication in general. Yeah. And when you're young and you don't know like what that actually is doing to your body and you're not going to care. You're like, well, okay, like, yeah, I might be depressed or have like really bad anxiety or, you know, OCD or, you know, whatever, but I want to go party with my friends and like experience college to the fullest. But there's like no like true guidance. Like you said, like, okay, you're going to hit this point maybe in college, like where it's like X, Y, Z and to help you manage everything that's going on and all the changes do this you know yeah we're gonna make it a requirement that you have to see a therapist once a week acupuncture once a (laughs) week you have to do yoga minimum two to three times a week and you have to go to class full-time yeah and maybe you work and maybe you do all the other extracurricular stuff like organizations and stuff yeah but it's also like I was like I'm wondering too like if that was offered like how many students would actually use that to the fullest would they hate that they're being told to go talk to someone what you know but now I think too like how things have shifted like we talked about like where more people are even talking about therapy and stuff is that the way it would go for those that are in college or soon to be in college, whatever college even looks like nowadays, <laughs> but they might even need, be needing it more and, and be more open to it. Like, I think there's been a shift, like we mentioned, and it'd be interesting. Like, I don't know anyone in college anymore to be like, tell me, how is it? What's going on? <laughs> you know? The sad thing is, I think it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think of college I'm being like the. Yeah. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, on the topic of mental health, yeah, that it's the same as when we were there however many years ago. Yeah. Let's not Terrible. mention the number. Got some memories. We're still young. It's fine. Yeah. We're fine. Well, and I think that in general, the struggle is like glamorized or like glorified, you know, in college. Definitely also while we were in college. Yeah. Like, I feel like hustle culture is less um rooted for yeah but then like in this present day right and we might be like misunderstood but like that was like glamorized like if you didn't have a bunch of stuff going on like people are like what or maybe that was just like our culture at sdsu too like you know like everyone was like i don't know like if you're not struggling like i don't think it was just sdsu well i think like my friends i don't think it was just like their college experiences i mean depending on your campus like if there are extra like curriculars if there are like more stuff to do around like I think of like my friends in Michigan like there's not too much around 
and I don't know to the fullest extent like what they could be doing there other than you know the typical college thing where you're like I want to go to college and I want to party and have fun and like not care about anything and then you're like oh wait I'm supposed to care about like everything and somehow take care of my mental health in all of that right yeah without the tools or the guidance of how to do so right and for like me in particular like it was like what my junior year maybe was when like the like therapy conversation kind of came up with like my doctor like my just general doctor and I'm like no like no no like I just want something for like anxiety to help me sleep like because I have you know like there's a test or something and like my anxiety is like I'm gonna fail the test you know because I I need to pass all my classes because I don't want to redo them because I have to get a certain grade to like make it through my like program um and I would only use it to sleep and I didn't like the way it necessarily made me like feel either but it like did help and then you like jump to like being a full-blown adult with like no like not even an inkling of knowing how to get help or like what the heck you're doing and that's why for me as like a 23 year old like my life just like imploded because of all the life changes that there's not even like I don't who do I go to like I moved back home my parents left and I had to move out get a job like do all the things that you're supposed to be doing all at once with like feels like my support system is so like they're far away like you guys are in California my parents are in Kansas like my sister lives far away like my boyfriend's not like two seconds away like then you like have no idea and then that's kind of when I'm like yeah my my mental health is so bad I'm in like survival mode to like get myself set up but what do I do now where do I go like what's going on how long after you moved to a new state after we were in college together did it take you to find a therapist or even to come to the idea of being comfortable with seeing a therapist I think because like the first year I came back I was just like kind of chilling you know nothing changed like about like I guess like the first year it was fine and then when things started changing and becoming really hard, like there's like a moment where I'm just like in my car, like crying at work, like in the parking lot. And I'm like, things are just not good. Like, I don't know what this is, but I cannot do it. Um, drinking increases. You're just trying to find like anything to like take away any like of the negative feelings, but making it worse. And I'm like, this is not me. I'm not a person who doesn't show up to things being me. Like, I mean, you're not going to be hundred percent present all the time, but I was just like, things are very off and I'm a proactive person. So I've missed something along the way to like, and I think you and I both are just like, we're fixing it. Like we're motivated to fix like what's wrong. I think that's why we always have like really like productive conversations when things are bad because you're over there planning, like trying to figure out a solution. Like I'm over here trying to figure out a solution. And it was really scary to admit that I needed help. That wasn't my family. That wasn't my boyfriend. That weren't my friends because there's only so much you can ask. And I have trouble asking for help too. And this was like another moment in my life where I'm like, 
okay, well, like your ego is here and it's like protecting you right now. But like everybody's very spaced out far away. Like you can, like basically you need to do something different and it's going to be scary because it's different. But I just like had that moment where I'm like, okay. And like, I'm like, I don't even like want to go to work because I sit there and am just so miserable for like what on the outside, I have everything set up nicely. I have my own apartment. My I have a car, like I have a job. I'm doing great. Like boyfriend, friends, like family, like love it. Great. But like inside, I'm just like, something is so off and I don't want to be crying in the car on my lunch break. (laughs) Like I gotta go back inside and do stuff. Like, I don't want to be having mental breakdowns every weekend, every day. Like, and it was hard. And then I'm just like, okay. I called my mom. I probably talked to you. It seems like it's so long ago. And I just like went on my like health, like my health insurance, like website. And was like, all right, we're going to do it. And I think you had got a therapist before I did. Because if yeah, we like both had a therapist before, before our current therapist. Yeah. And I think like you kind of went through it a little sooner than I did. Because I, I just remember like we'd always talk and I always felt like you were like like a few steps above me. And I'm like, okay, like when things are hard, I'm like, Lauren is like up, like she's up there. Like it gets better like I'm gonna get there like kind of thing but yeah and it was so like scary to call like you don't know even how to describe what's wrong with you but then talking to like a potential therapist on the phone they're like oh okay like they're validating you they're like they get you and it just like even as I, I think I like called like a few but the only one that called me back was the one I saw because I'm like I can't wait anymore Like, I can't do it. I think it was, like, January of, like, 2019. Because I was, like, I'm not having, like, another night out that I, like, make a fool out of myself. And just don't feel good. Right. And I'm, like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I'm, like, okay. Like, she called me back. Like, I'm going. She's close to my apartment. Like, and I think for... Like, I just remember sitting in the waiting room and just being like, oh my God, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm so out of my element. Like, what do I do? But then having, like, not understanding that, like, they know what they're doing, more or less. Like, they can guide you through, like, how it goes. And then you're like, okay, like, I can. It shifted in my brain, like, before. I'm like, I don't want to talk to a stranger about my problems. They don't know me. To like, I need to talk to a stranger about my problems because I need a different input. I need, I need something different because everybody else knows me very well. I need someone who's getting to know me to like pick out the things that nobody else has seen because they don't like, because they know me and how I operate and they think they know what I can do because they know me and love me. And that's like a weird thing to like, I want a stranger to like hear about all my problems and like guide me. And then I feel like after that, it's like, okay, like you learn everything else you need to learn. And it's like this whole journey that like, I didn't even think I would be on, but I also didn't think I'd be in a place that I would need to, that I would feel so bad, but have everything set up for myself so well, you know, and that just goes to show you, you can have everything on, on like the surface. You can go on social media and everyone's going to give you that pretty picture of them. But like, there's a lot of pain, like behind getting everything set up for you. 
And I know you understand that a lot too. I feel like since I met you, you were just trying to like get yourself established and be you and set yourself up and be okay and be like stable in like housing if it was like college housing and like your job and everything. But yeah. That was great. <laughs> I love yeah. you. <laughs> Um, I am just like, yeah, all the things. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so just crazy also to see just the shift in you and like the growth that's happened from seeing a therapist and like you said, getting on this journey. Um, oh, so one of the things that I kind of like in a jokingly way talk about is that when I don't know for me I am like I said someone who deals with anxiety depression so I love listening to self-development podcasts reading self-development books like every single thing I can get Mm -hmm. every every single piece of content that I get my hands on in order to figure out try and figure out why I feel a certain way or don't feel a certain way or whatever. I feel like, I mean, what I do is I I call it adding people to my team. Okay. (laughs) So my therapist is on my team. Mm -hmm. My acupuncturist on my team. These are all the people on my team that help me to feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think for like the both of us, like, And you can talk more too about like your first therapist. But I think having my first therapist get me to a point where I could see myself clearer and not be, I don't know, just kind of like set me straight. And for me too, like she was kind of more like a mother like figure at that point in time. She was a little older. And I think like having Mm -hmm. the first therapist to like, you had the experience with it. Now you're kind of finding more like about yourself and they take you to like one place and you're like, okay, like I knew I didn't want to like see her anymore. And that's even awkward too. I'm like, how do you break up with a, like not break up, but like with a therapist and my mom's like, well, I mean, you're paying them. So like, that's okay. Like you're allowed to be like, this is good. Like I'm fine with like how this is whatever. And that was fine too. Um, I mean, I feel like that's something with the anxiety, though, that yeah. your anxiety is, like, <laughs> I giving you that guilt that you're just, like, yeah. I'm so, I feel bad for changing therapists, yeah. for breaking up with my therapist. It's like, like, there's you nothing said. wrong. It's just, like, you've taken me There's nothing deep, wrong, go but, like, deeper. something's not there. Right, like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know when you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a relationship it's a relationship (laughs) um literally and no I remember that (laughs) well and then you like helped me to like find my current therapist because you had just changed I think like everything I've like explained and like done it's like you were there like just a bit like a few months before me So then at that point, like, we could already share more about, like, therapy in general together and, like, what we've been trying and what we, like, think is wrong, like, what what led us to, like, be this way and how we can fix it and, like, all that stuff. But, like, 
it's it's awesome to like also have a friend that is going through a similar thing to like be like okay like it was scary to find one therapist but like now you can use like psychology today I think you were sending me like people and I'm like yeah like I already saw like this one's so, like this is like the one I'm gonna try and like that worked out and like love her um but it is like a weird thing to do you're just like googling not googling but you're like searching people and you you're kind of forced to like know more about yourself and like what you want and what's what the issue is with you because it's like with my first one I'm like I need someone any like anyone at that point and then you're like okay now I know I need someone who like can kind of relate to me not relate but like someone younger was my next thing who like I could be comfortable talking about you know 20 something things with and like what they specialize in and like the type of therapy you want whereas I'm like I just want somebody to freaking pull me out of this dark place then I can like you know shift and like figure out my plan and I had to Google like what different kinds of like, th- like what the different kinds of therapies are, like with talk therapies or like all that and like explain it to other people. And like, you like learn so much about something that a few years ago you were like, no, nope, not for me. Don't talk, don't like bring up therapy to me. How do you think also your experience with therapy has changed since changing, since moving from a therapist who got you to a place where you felt more balanced and knowing that you needed someone who is more catered to those things that you were looking for someone who was younger someone you can grow with someone who could relate to you maybe on a level where I know something that my therapist like we we talk about energies we talk about breath work we talk about um all these just different things that are not so cut and dry and stuffy and they help me with my um mental health and everything like that so how has that been I from like day one like just the way that she can follow what I'm saying and like I know like we both know the way we talk and vent is like a here's all this mess, like untangle it. And like, I think what I lacked from my first therapist to this one is like, I felt significantly much more heard, if that's even the right way to like say that. Like I was listened to and like understood enough. Um, And I think the issue with my first one, not issue, but the disconnect was that she dealt a lot with younger kids and older, you know, older people in general. So I think like there was a a misconnect with my age and like her like methods, I guess. Um, And with my current one, I feel like there's, there's not that and she can follow and put it back right to me in the clearest way. And like, is just so focused in what I'm saying and that was a big thing to me um and she's like into 
knowing new things like I know like we you know the like the we're not really strangers like game like we like that and I told her that and she's like oh, I'm writing this down like I I you know like she's open to like hearing and sharing like new things to help with anyone and everyone like she's stoked that I journal she like re like we connect with like books and like it's just easier to not feel like a burden I guess to be like here are my problems it's like a more like engaged meaningful conversation that was the biggest difference to me and like her just being super excited on like things that I've implemented and her reassurance and her she always says she's proud of me and I'm like thanks like, thank you for that. Like, not that I, once like we're out of like session, it's not that I'm like, I must make her proud. It's just like a cool, like you see what I'm doing. And I am like in this for me, not for like anyone else. So thank you for like seeing me, hearing me, being open to like talking about different methods of things that'll help me manage my emotions and process things. And she sends me activities and like, accountability was something also that I didn't have with my first therapist to this one I'm like and I knew I wanted that I was like you need like I am really big on like accountability so like if any like exercises like things you want me to read videos like anything like I'm here for this like also like check in with me I was obviously we check in with each other like every week but there's just like I knew what I wanted and what I needed from the first one like you compare and learn but you have to start that's the thing what are what are some other tools that helped you on your mental health journey currently before journaling is like a big thing I know you and I talk about that a lot um I used to like not get it like I was like this is weird like, I don't like writing in general. Like, I hate writing. It's, like, the sloppiest thing. Like, my writing is terrible. I don't have time for it. But um, I started doing that, and that helps. And when time, like, when things are really bad, when I'm really trying to figure something out, like, why is this trigger, like, what is this trying to tell me? Like, I'll write when I'm really upset and emotional, and then I'll come back the next day and reread it and be like, okay, well, what, what is this? Like, how do I feel today? And, and with a clear head, like, what am I trying to figure out? Like, what, what is this? What can I do? Um, I tried yoga for a bit too, and I still kind of do it sporadically, but cause I used to like, like I would run all the time. Like in college, that was kind of like one of the biggest outlets for me. Like I liked going to the gym and running and like walking and being outside but in Michigan, it's like hit or miss and um, that sucks. But having like a morning routine, I used to hate the mornings. Um, my my job is super, um, you have to really be on all the time and figure things out and problem solve. Your brain's just working like crazy. So in the mornings, I hated like, well, my hardest part was getting out of bed and going to work when I was really in the thick of it. Um, and my current therapist is like, well, what do you do in your job? I'm like, well, I help problem solve. She's like, so why don't you reframe your brain and say, 
who can I help today? Instead of like, who's going to yell at me today? Like who's got a problem for me today? Um, and then creating like a morning routine skincare. Like I make my coffee. Like that's really like important to me to like pause in the morning. And if I feel super emotional waking up, I'll journal. And like, even when I was like really bad at like, and I'd be sitting at my desk and I'd be like super depressed and like not knowing like what to do. I would just make notes of like what was bothering me and just to like release emotion. Um, so I think like mostly that. And I, I follow a lot of like therapists on Instagram and like I read self-help books. Um, but that's like a dangerous thing for me too, because I think like, like we talked about like TikToks, there's doctors and therapists on there, Instagram, like books. I also face this like overload of information and overload of self-care type things that causes me anxiety because I'm like, ah, like they told me this tip and this tip and this tip and this tip. Um, and now I have to do everything, but I can't. So I'm going to do nothing. And now I'm stressed about it. Um, yeah. I feel like that's mostly it. Like I tried to work on like pausing and like taking a breath and like if things are very stressful, like I feel like it's all about like trying to tune into yourself again. And that's like still what I'm trying to learn, but mostly like those things are like what I do regularly that do help. Were there any specific doctors or podcasts or books that you've read that really resonated with you and helped you so far? The, um, like book there was like two books and they both have like swear words in them <laughs> it was like oh that's <laughs> it's You're fine. the like unfuck yourself that one was very like blunt like we don't have any patience for you which like I was like when I read it I'm like I don't have any patience for myself right now so like perfect and then it was like the buy yourself the fucking lilies I think mm-hmm. that's what it's called. Those two are really good. Then you got me on to, like, The Mood by Lauren Elizabeth. That really helped. Um, and that's one, like, I'm stuck with. Because I know you sent me, like, a few. But that's the one I, like, listen to regularly. And then the, like, minimalist therapist on Instagram. And there's another one that I like a lot. But those are, like, the pages that I like. And those are, like, the books and people that I actively follow, listen, read to, no, listen to, read. Yeah, that you subscribe to. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's amazing. No, I'm literally like, ugh. Ah. I think the conversation of mental health is just so hard sometimes. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think for like you and me, it's it's easy, but it's exhaust like it's exhausting, like in a general sense. Yeah, like I definitely feel some content overload sometimes from all of the things I follow for anxiety and self help and therapy and all of that stuff too. So it's just like, where's that line between I'm learning a lot and some of these things I'm actually trying out and they are making a difference and I feel overwhelmed and now I don't want to do anything. Right. And just 
like sit in my bed. There's no time to like act on anything because you're constantly like, try this, do this, like blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. Which is like hard because you're like, well, if I keep reading about stuff, then I'm not going to do the stuff or listening to someone else talk about what they're doing. You feel like you like are behind if like someone's talking about like other stuff they do. It's like, well, I didn't know I could do that there's like you have to like it's like cycles like you can learn a lot take a break try to apply it like do it for a bit then like okay that works or not figure out something else but I just save a bunch of stuff on my phone and I'm like this could be helpful later screenshot or like save it but there's a lot of things to try it's overwhelming like there are so many options you just have to find your way to the thing that works for you which I don't think people understand. It's like you think of, you see all like those memes where people are like, I'm anxious or like, I'm stressed. Calm down. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for helping me. You know, like it's not a simple, like one size fits all at all, like with mental health. And I think more people are realizing that as we like accept that as an actual true real thing. But you have to find what works for you. It takes a long time. Why don't you tell me and everyone else about your therapy thing, like your therapy journey? Because like I said, you started your journey with therapy before I did. Yes. I actually started seeing a school counselor when I was in elementary school and I honestly some people will ask me how did you learn about therapy at that age and take that opportunity and I was like well I think honestly they came to my parents and were like this is a program that we're offering and if you want to sign up your kid for it mm. awesome it's here it's available <laughs> and that's how I literally like got into, got the into of like therapy Okay. Wow. Yes. And it was this thing where we would be pulled out of class at a certain time of the day, certain time of the week, and we'd go to the school counselor's office or like her dedicated space, and there'd be bean bags, and different kids would just sit. Maybe I think there was like four or five kids from what I can remember. Okay. Maybe in like a little group I didn't session. Even know this. I did not want that that far. So I'm learning this. Yeah, I right mean, <laughs> well, I went to elementary school in in LA. So okay, so I guess that's what I for like I forget. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so it's on brand, I think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I am also super lucky that my dad is a huge advocate for therapy and group therapy um, and all of that. So I definitely grew up with that. Like already being um, something that's yeah, that a legitimate, necessary, a little, great. Thing. Yeah. It was it's funny because um, you you saying that it's like, eh, yeah like half of that because on one hand there's my dad who loves therapy and super advocate for it and all of that but then on the other hand my mom is more on the religious side and 
when I was growing up and maybe experiencing anxiety but didn't have a word for it yet, she would tell me to try and pray. So it was like just a different approach to... Yeah, yeah, which there's nothing wrong with that at all. But for me, um, with what I was needing, it wasn't enough. So fast forward to post-college did literally didn't (laughs) didn't go to therapy at all again until after college but while I was in school I did study psychology and counseling so that also piqued my interest um of I mean I was singing a counseling class and I was learning how to make I how what kind of eye contact to make when you are listening like how to make eye contact with someone when you're listening to them speak to you or your body language or the way you would acknowledge their statement um there was just different moments in those classes where it was kind of just it felt natural to me and even I know you know me. I loved meeting new people. I love talking to people, all of that. And in that class, we literally were surrounded by other counseling majors, maybe some nursing majors. And we all had to, every single week with a different person, we would have to counsel each other. And we would start off with a 15-minute conversation and then the next week it'd be a 30-minute conversation and then the following week an hour conversation and this is something every single class we would have with a a stranger and we'd be having to use the tools on that um on that peer that we had learned in the class okay so it was already like that's also practice like in a way like listening it's like that was like a type of therapy thing for you during college like if you're not going to therapy you're learning how to show up and listen and hear someone out and also like how that's reciprocated too in like a learning environment yes definitely (coughs) and um so so yeah after that I didn't go to therapy until after I had already graduated and that was the first time I had had health insurance that wasn't Medi-Cal or anything else since I had been younger. Mm -hmm. So now that I had this, this amazing health insurance, (laughs) I thought I would take advantage of it. And that's when I, started seeing a therapist and you went on um and you went on psychology today from the beginning right or did you find that like your first one through your insurance kind of like how I did so the way it worked was that I had Kaiser as my insurance and with Kaiser you go through something called Psycare. so you are basically using therapists that are in network Mm -hmm. like that take your insurance it's not with it's not where 
like I want to say that I use psychology today for to like, finding my to find the therapist I have now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they had I want to say they had like a database or something. Yeah, because I was or, say, like, <clears throat> like that's like me. I went on like my health insurance of Cigna, and I was just like find a provider, like search by what they had. So okay, so we started off in like a similar way to find one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I had that therapist for, I think, five months, six months, something like that. And then I got laid off by my by the job that was providing that health insurance because of COVID. And then I um, went on to get the job that I have now and a different health insurance. So I had to find a different therapist who took that. Um, and I misread the insurance, so my therapist doesn't take my insurance, (laughs) but it's okay. It's okay, because she is an angel in my life, and if there's something, there's something also in, um, when you go to therapy, if you, if you guys don't know about it, called sliding scale, and some therapists do it, not all of them do it. And usually they'll give you a scale of the minimum and the maximum that they are okay with being paid. And for me at the time, I, um, I wasn't making as much money as I am now to afford these external <laughs> mental health <laughs> sessions. um so I was able to go on sliding scale with her and pay a more applicable amount especially for the budget that I was on um so that's definitely an option too Mm -hmm. and so like don't be scared like if there's exactly like exactly if you see like sliding scale they're open to not negotiating but like and figuring out a plan to see you and help you Definitely. So I found her on Psychology Today and um, they had a link to her website and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so aesthetic and cute. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm really connecting, aligning with this. This is like, this is great. Which is like funny because I don't know the stigma of like people thinking about how a therapist is or like how they are, like what they would look like or how they would act. And like yours, it's like, it fits you. You know, like they fit you. 100%. I mean, well, also after I looked at her website and everything, there was a little thing at the bottom of the page where it said you can um, leave her a message or you can leave her a voicemail and they will get back to you and you and they're open to having a free consultation with you to really see if you guys will be if you guys will work well together mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so we had a consultation and like a phone consultation and it, it just like, it just made sense. (laughs) You know, you know when you know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. You, you do that. You do. You do. (laughs) But like, actually, like for all the people who love their therapists, you know what we're saying. You get it. And if you don't, then there's other people like there's other people out there. You just have yeah, to... Yeah, maybe it's time to find a new therapist. Yeah. 
Because you know and you know. Yeah. You hit it off. I'm not going to say there's like a spark, 100%. but there's a clear like connection. Like you're on the same wavelength of yes. just like how you want things to go. And just it's just like meeting a friend that you'll never see outside of your time together. But that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean... Like you said, with your therapist, um, it was a priority for me to find someone who was on the younger side of the scale of how old therapists are. Um, And that was something that that was a little tip that my dad gave me that I really thought about that made so much sense to me because he said that if you find someone who's younger, who's on the younger side and even better if they can relate to things that you're going through um, on a generational basis, then that's even better because you guys will grow together. Right. So, and like that's, that's the same thing I told you when right. you were I was like, for you, your new therapist. With your second therapist, it helped me find mine. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I need to find someone that I can grow with and that clicks with me. And, you know, like you modeled that for me and I'm like okay like that's a real thing you can have someone who does what you are looking for yeah who's like cool and also has like succulents and does yoga (laughs) and likes to maybe like meditate here and there and journal and you know like into all the maybe they like some crystals (laughs) yeah candles you know vibes palo santo yeah (laughs) and I think yours might be like but that's it's like yours is like that and that's <laughs> maybe who I'm you speaking are. for my own therapist. Yeah. I'm like that's you yeah. and that's who you are. Like I've never even met my therapist in real life. I, I mean was, same. Yeah, which is like so crazy. You know? Yeah. I don't even know 100%. how she is. But we talk all the time. Not all the time. Once a week. <laughs> we talk once a week. <laughs> <laughs> She's just oh my God. like <laughs> I'm just laughing because I'm like, lol. <laughs> Do we talk to each other every week? Sometimes no. Sometimes we don't. <laughs> I can't think of a time when we didn't, but sometimes we don't. But you know, I bet when we're not talking, I'm talking about you and therapy as a good thing. <laughs> right to the therapist. Like, so my friend in California, she like, blah, blah, blah. She does this and, you know. Something I remember that when I was having the consultation on the phone with my ther- my current therapist, one of the things she asked me was what were things about maybe your therapist or the environment that mm-hmm. you had prior to finding me. And one of the things that I mentioned to her was that my old therapist who I used to see in person before COVID was that the room that I would go to never had any windows. Um, every single week that I would go, her office would keep getting moved around because they were in the process of moving to a different building in a different part of San Diego so it was just like that's already giving you anxiety like exactly exactly literally literally so um when I was on the call with her her response was oh my gosh like don't even worry about that like I have a new office I just started 
Um, I opened my own practice and there's windows and natural light and blah, blah, blah. And I remember one of our first sessions, she, she had like the Himalayan salt lamp in her <laughs> background and some like candles and like hanging plants. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm in the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that matters, like, yeah, it makes a I difference. mean, you have to be like comfortable yeah. and like, I mean, yeah. I've also one of the things when I'm in therapy or just like talking about deep things is that I get hot, you know? So I was in a room with no windows <laughs> and that's even not even mentioning that I'm someone who gets claustrophobic. Yeah. So it was like time. double whammy. <laughs> Like, I'm trying yeah. to unpack I feel, my life. I'm sweating. I'm sweating just remembering it. <laughs> Triggered yourself. I remember, like, hugging the pillow, yeah. being thirsty. <laughs> Feeling like you can't move, though. Yeah. Like, if you're yeah. uncomfortable, no, like, you're not going to be comfortable opening up about everything that goes on and your past and, like, literally everything. Like, you got to be comfortable. Exactly. Exactly. And now my therapist, she's... Um, she's also half Jewish, half Catholic, just like me. Yeah. So it's she like a relatable grew up in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She loves yoga and we talk about energy and we talk about breathing and crystals and she has her own podcast and we give each other podcast episode recommendations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know. To me, my therapist feels like like you said before like she's on your team like she feels like a friend yeah she feels like a team she feels like okay like she's part of my team but she feels like a friend who gives me the best advice right yeah like and who I go to with specific yeah like the things that I need to be like like floating on the outside of your inner circle but still like She's there. No one else knows her. It's just like you just know her. She's giving you all this good yeah. like stuff that you can like share with other people. Like just like your yeah, your, like I don't know. Like so like your inside man, but like, like your mentor like outside though. So like I don't know the yeah. analogy, but like yeah, it's yeah. Like she's part of your team. Okay, so I wanted to know how you talk about therapy with people in your life if it ever comes up or if people ever ask you for advice since you are in therapy yeah so um my family knows like I feel like people generally like close to me like my family like my boyfriend my friends here in Michigan my friend you guys in California in your personal life How do you describe therapy to other people if they ask about it or if they just want maybe some advice since you are in therapy? Yeah, so I feel like I'm pretty much an open book with it because I, like, I enjoy it. Like, it's done a lot for me. So, like, why would I not share that? Um and some of my yeah. friends like do ask like what do you think like a, like your therapist or a therapist would like say about like the situation and sometimes I can you know like share that wealth with other people 
um sometimes I'm like I literally like I can't if I can't relate to like the topic that you're bringing like asking me about then like I don't I don't know how I can approach it because I just you know you can't relate to it um yeah but if I like if I do have a conversation like with one of my friends and I'm like oh like my therapist mentioned this and I'm practicing this like then I could like I would say like my therapist told me this xyz blah 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 because I mean if you're if we're close enough to talk about like our life problems like you know you know that I like am in therapy and I'm not like closed off about it um because I think going like speaking about your life and sharing that you're in therapy like with those that care about you it's another way for them to know you and know like hey like that's really like inspiring like you're working through your stuff like and I think that's sweet like for people to say to me too because if you knew me struggling like a year or so ago you would know that like I'm working on myself and I'm like investing in myself um but I think when I first went to therapy like when I first got when I first found my therapist I was super awkward about it because I was super nervous and like didn't know how therapy went um and then after that it's like um explaining it to like my boyfriend was an interesting thing because for my family like there's experiences with therapy so I didn't have to be like this is what you do and like this is how it works and Mm -hmm. like it's not as awkward as you think um so that was like interesting to like experience that new thing with like a relatively like new relationship too um but it's important to share that with your significant other because you're going through this period of growth and they're a part of it too um and I whenever I talk to like in general like therapy is great like I think everyone should be in therapy if that's the right fit for them if that's what they're you're missing something and you want to change and you don't know what to do like talking to a stranger might be perfect for you um I always like talk about it positively and try to like share what I learn with other people because some people can't you know afford therapy or are unsure kind of like how we were um and I it's like a weird thing too though because I try to keep it like within like my close like circle and not share it with like too many people because at first I was worried but now I'm like no like I'm not ashamed of going to therapy like I think it's amazing it's done a lot for me um and if people are uncomfortable with it then they're uncomfortable with themselves I think is the message that I receive if you know if and when I would get feedback like that but people are generally like cool you do you like that's good yeah no I definitely feel that I feel like I also try to normalize therapy and everything around it as much as possible um when I'm talking to anyone even if it's someone who's been who's tried therapy someone who has never gone therapy someone who's thinking about it um I think it's just really interesting of all the different places that people are in their lives and I think that for me, I don't even know where I'd be right now without therapy. So 
I don't even know how to be able to live my life and wake up day to day and like do everything I do and all of that without therapy. So yeah, that's, I know it's something very close to my heart that I am a super advocate for. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, and we know each other's journey most, you know, mm-hmm. and most of the time, like most of the time we know what's going on with each other and just yeah. like the growth from like us both in like mm-hmm. all aspects of our life over the last few years has been like crazy and crazy in a good way. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I was the- no yeah. same, same. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> and like we've been through two therapists, I mean, through one, but on to our second therapist and like realizing that was kind of the missing piece for a bit. Like, and if we didn't have this mm-hmm. to like, guide, like, yeah, like I completely agree with you. Like I would still be more or less miserable. Like, and you lose yourself when you don't feel well, like, and then you, it's just too many emotions and you're not doing okay. And you got to help yourself, which is the hardest thing to do. So like mm-hmm. when it comes to therapy and people trying to, you know, self heal and grow, like those people are working their asses off. Like I know between us, like we worked our asses off. We tried so many different things and like, we're not a hundred percent, you know, you're never going to be a hundred percent, you know, mm-hmm. balanced and mm-hmm. settled and great and all the things, but it feels significantly better today versus the last two years. And that took so much work. And I like, I had therapy yesterday and I'm like, okay, I have made it up a few like levels and steps because I have this new thing I want to work on and it's exciting, but terrifying, but it's also super scary to like look inward when it's so easy to just focus outward so no mm-hmm. they're like those in therapy those are thinking about going to therapy like just do it keep at it like you're doing the tough work and if other people try to shame you for that like that says more about them than you and I feel like something else that I would want to say is like everybody deserves to feel good about themselves and like if you're stuck like that's also okay like that means you have so many options like in front of you and so many different paths to take. Don't be scared to take one step, like one move could change so much for you. And if you're scared to just like pick up the phone and like call someone, like don't be like, go for it. I mean, yes, but at the same time, like if you asked, if you said the same thing a year ago, but you also know different. like that like brings me on to like the people can also only choose this for themselves like mm-hmm. you have to be open and ready to accept this like challenge of like growing putting your feelings into words like and going inward like you have to be ready everyone yeah. has to be ready so it's like it's okay if you're not ready but if you have a, a slight like thought that you might want to like go for it like you if you're feeling yeah. like you're open to this yeah like don't let it, something as small as like emailing or picking up the phone and stuff stop you 
but it's all yeah. like it's just, everyone's yeah. individual and like decide for yourself and don't go like don't go to therapy for others like you got to do it for yourself I think oh I feel like it's so interesting because I feel that for us we're on the same mentality of why we go to therapy but something that I'm just like lol that I'm thinking of is that I remember when I was looking for a therapist when I was yeah when I was looking for a therapist before my dad was like no go to group therapy instead of an individual therapist because you can't lie to the group but you can lie to the therapist (laughs) and I was just like dad like that's not what I want to do I want (laughs) to bring all my shit that I carry every day to the therapist dump it all out (laughs) organize it process it and move on you Mm -hmm. know so I think that's also something that for us we don't think about immediately like that point of view Mm -hmm. because we're in the same boat of like we have all these things that we want to get help with in therapy yeah and yeah and I think that's good to like highlight because we're yeah like we're on the same wavelength we think very similarly so there's obviously other takes on it and if you trust others to kind of like guide you as well like you helped guide me and we're on the similar like page if you relate to other people who are doing things differently like literally just do something I think is like the biggest thing like do what feels right for you it's like take the actionable step to make yourself feel better because after you do it you will feel better and you'll feel even better than you felt before yeah and like it's so easy to say that now and I think of like Emily like a few years ago being freaking terrified but knowing like there's a knowing in you you're like I know we can't like when you I saw like a quote you're like you know you're ready for change if you're like fed up with yourself and I'm like I am so fed up like we need to do something this is the only other thing I can think of but there are different stories on people's like mental health journeys that are important to take into consideration too. Definitely. I mean, we didn't even hit every single category that we could hit where talking about growing up, family, all of that <laughs> type of stuff on the topic of therapy. Yeah. Um, But this episode was meant to just be more of a general chat between two gals who love therapy and just want everyone to feel a little better. Yeah. Like, two girls who, yes, we love therapy. And we're also not scared to talk about it. We want to normalize therapy. And asking for help and not feeling like a burden. And also just like wanting everyone to like feel okay. Because we know what it's like to not feel okay and not know really what to do. Exactly. Every single day is a new set of emotions. So definitely something that we can relate on that therapy's the way to go. (laughs) Do it! No. And with that, we are going to say goodbye (laughs) 
And thank you for listening to our mental health chat in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank <music> you.